Hey, what is up? Welcome to the Gimmick Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina, and I'm alongside comedian Pratik Srivastava. What's going on, Sam? Uh, what's going on, wrestling world? It's been a while. It's been a little bit of a hiatus for us. It's been a little bit of a while, yeah. It happens, though. <laughs> My other hypothetical comedy came back uh, yesterday after a little bit of a hiatus, too. Oh, great. I'm glad you guys are back. Yeah, yeah we've all been on... Uh... We I don't want to say we've been on injury reserve, but we've been uh we, we were relegated to AEW Dark. <laughs> and then AEW Dark got canceled. Canceled. <laughs> and then we were like, where are we? Is this Ring of Honor? Yeah. <laughs> it feels good to be uh to be back though. And I'm talking. Hell oh yeah. yeah, you know, and again, like, you know, we're you know, we, we may be in different walks of life, we may be in different towns, we might be doing different things, but we are coming together to give you some wrestling updates and some wrestling reviews and uh, continue our love of the squared circle. Yep. And shout out to our third Xavier who couldn't be here, but he'll be back soon. He'll be back soon. Uh, we got to get the band. We got to get the three man band together. <laughs> I should just use Heath Slater's uh, theme song. Three man band. <laughs> I don't think and WWE would, a music uh, man would come too. after me. They'd be too embarrassed. <laughs> like, Hey, that's our song. And I'm like, Really? And they go, no. No, don't. <laughs> actually, don't. We don't want to. You can actually it. have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now, if that was the case, he'd be using an impact. Right. If that was the case. Oh, man. What, is, um, what does he go by in, in impact? Heath? <laughs> Heath? Yeah. Does he have even a. Does no, he have like a. He's just Heath. And it's <laughs> funny because so I play this wrestling simulator game called TEW. We're like yeah. we're on a company or whatever, you know. And this is my brainchild. Uh, when I signed, I was Impact, playing an Impact game. I signed Heath Slater. And all I did was I got the word Slater and I changed the T to a D. Wow. Hell yeah. He was Heath Slater <laughs> in my game. <laughs> it's better. Yeah, I, I just find it weird that he goes by one name because you have like, well, you have like another, you know, oh. you know. He should have a new song that goes, I'm a one name man. One name man. Yeah, yeah, he should oh, do something. Oh, that's a good idea. I should I should tweet him and pitch it to him. Please do. You you got these connections to wrestlers, man. I don't know like, him. I don't know him or anything. Oh, you just tweet him. I I just tweet everybody. I just tweet them all. <laughs> I saw got this it. comedian, uh uh Sam uh what was his name? Sam uh Mallet? Sam Mallet? Moral? Moral? I don't know. It was a famous comedian on, on Kill Tony. And I tweeted at him and said, hey, my name is Sam, too. We should be best friends. What did he say? And he never got back to me. <laughs> yeah, you're, maybe Sam Morals. New York comic, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was uh, on Kill 20 a few weeks ago. Yep, that's probably Sam Morals. You know who did get back to me, though, was Ricky Lake. Whoa. Yeah, I made this is maybe like two years ago. Um, I made a tweet because we were, we were driving home, and I, I had music on, and uh, The Offspring came on. And they mention uh, Ricky Lake in one of their songs. You might as well be watching Ricky Lake. And I tweeted out, uh, listening to the Outspring makes me really wonder what Ricky Lake is up to. And then I didn't realize it, but then she tweeted me back and said, something like living my best life or something. But she said something back to me, which was pretty neat. Gotcha. Yeah. So like, not like a a friendship maybe wasn't born. No. friendship wasn't born. But, but. She did get back to him. Yeah, I can tell you stories about people who tweeted me, man. I have so many. There's so many. But that's not like why we're here. 
That's not it's, while we're here. I will say though, Vanilla Ice follows Funky Sam Medina on Twitter. Dude, that's pretty huge. I mean, he I had he had lie, he has a he had a couple big hits. He, he had, had Ice Ice Baby. Too. He had Go Ninja Go from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack. Hell yeah, he did. And he had the metal version of Ice Ice Baby. Oh, you knew about that. That's very obscure. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Can you name the song, though? Can I name the song? It's, it's, it's just called Ice Ice Baby. It is incorrect. It is called Too Cold. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you telling me that the metal version of Ice Ice Baby is not called Ice Ice Baby? No, because at the end he goes, Too Cold, Too Cold. He doesn't even say it at the beginning. It's just at the end. I think he says it during the chorus, too, maybe. I don't know. I would hope so, but Sam. I love it. That's now, I know that's why. Song. I know that's not why we're here, but this is that's important stuff. You're telling me that this this is news to me that <laughs> that vanilla because if you were vanilla ice, you would want to capitalize on the uh, no, uh if nostalgia. You're vanilla ice, and it's 1998. You want to get as far away from that shit as possible. It was 1998? I thought it was like 2004. Maybe I don't know. I think I think it was like 98 because I was just listening. You know, I was just listening to that song this weekend. You were just yeah, we no, we had a bunch of comedy shows in the last weekend, and so we were listening to all kinds of crazy music. Just so we do, man. We just drive and listen to music and write jokes. Hell yeah! Um, How close are you? I know we're we're all going off a topic, but how close are you to Rooster Teeth Feathers? A little over an hour, maybe about an hour. I believe uh, my my roommate Samuel Bay will be there this weekend. And, uh, oh hell yeah! Uh, and for all of you out there that are in the Sunnyvale uh, area, you too should check out Rooster Teeth Feathers. <laughs> we should do it. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight, hard to swallow, Vanilla Ice. We should do a, a <laughs> podcast, uh, like a spin off podcast about what it's like to live with Samuel Bay. It, it would be called. Uh, <laughs> it would be called my roommate's never home. <laughs> my roommate's never home street. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real gimmick. <laughs> yeah, I like that guy, man. I, dude, I, I've known Sammy for like probably since 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's good people. He is. Definitely is. All right. So, uh, wrestling stuff. Yes. Uh, we have, uh, you know, look, we got a big pay per view this weekend. Uh, AEW is, you know, AEW, I still remember when they only had like one pay per view every four or five months, but it feels like they just got like pay-per-views coming after pay-per-views, big shows coming after big shows, big news coming after big news. They're, they have a busy summer. I think almost AEW yeah. is busier than WWE this summer. And hopefully, hopefully across my fingers, we're going to get the summer of punk. Uh, the, I mean, not the summer of punk. Uh, yeah. Summer of punk, but punk versus Joe again. Yes, that was uh, definitely something I wanted to touch on. You know, when we, when we get to collision, um, you know, in Chicago, I was not there. I wanted to be there for it. Didn't happen though. You're there in uh, spirit. Hey, GCW I was there in is in Chicago tonight. Man, that would be fun. Hell yeah. Um, but first, let's touch on uh, you know, WWE ain't ain't slouching. They got so, uh, I got a couple of news bits. This is one of my favorite news bits probably I've heard in a while. Uh, some wrestling promoters have been telling people that Carlito. Cologne has canceled appearances due to signing with WWE. Okay, I have one question. First question off the top of the bat is Carlito, does he actually go on TV by Carlito Cologne? I thought he just goes by No, Carlito. he's just Carlito. 
Yeah, you're like calling him as his his uh, shoot. Yeah, actually, when he debuted in WWE, his name was Carlito Caribbean Cool. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was his full name, and he eventually dropped the other parts. But if you want to ask about Cologne, when he was tagging with his brother and they were tag team champions, we'll say 2010-ish, uh, they were the Colognes. Yeah, so I do remember that, yes. that, And his, now correct me if I'm wrong, his brother, no, that's his cousins, right? Uh, no, they're his brothers, like Primo and Epico are um, his brother. Eddie, Eddie is his brother and Orlando yeah. is his cousin. Cousin, okay, so one of them is direct brother. I think, no, the Primo other is Eddie. Primo is his brother, which is yeah. funny because Primo means cousin in Spanish. Cousin, I was going to say, Primo yeah. in Spanish. Primo, <laughs> Primo. His his cousin is his brother, and brother is his cousin. Yeah, Epico is his cousin. And they also were just—I know everybody, all our listeners are like, "Why the fuck doesn't Pratik know this already?" I'm just <laughs> clarifying for our listeners: the Primo and Epico were also Los Mas- Ma- Matadors, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. And they had yeah. they had they had their little mascot El Torito, El Torito. who faced Hornswoggle in the We L C match. And their still- names. Uh- uh, El, the wheel C match is one of the best matches ever. It was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, their names when they were the Matadors was uh, Fernando and Diego. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, and then I remember for a very brief time in 2016, they were kind of like jobbers for WWE, but they had this gimmick where they would be like, I'm going to send you to, to yeah. Puerto Rico, like timeshare presentation. They were, uh, they were doing like, uh, they were trying to sell like uh, yeah. travel to Puerto Rico. Right. Yeah. Which is hilarious. I wasn't really watching a lot then. I don't really remember that much, of it, but I remember reading about it online. And I think they called them the Shining Stars. Yes, they were the yeah. Shining Stars. That's what it was. Okay. I remember now. Yes. Okay. Now I'm glad we've clean, cleared up the Cologne family. Uh, legacy and and Primo and Epico, they are what a triple A now? What are they doing? I have no idea. They're probably at home, <laughs> they're not wrestling. I haven't heard of them wrestling since they left WWE. I mean, if anything, they're, they might be wrestling in Puerto Rico, probably. Yeah, probably for some really indie, you know, they got they got to put uh, you know, no, daddy's out there. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, they're about to put think, they have to put Mesa. Carlos still has a promotion, Carlos still has a promotion, yes, and also, I, I think he definitely. Achieved uh, a higher notoriety than both Primo and Epico for sure. A lot of people knew Carlito for sure. No, I mean the uh, dad though, Carlito's dad, Carlos Colon. Oh, Carlos Colon is famous, yeah, yeah. you know. I think. He, <laughs> I mean, he, he's still alive, right? I believe so. Yeah, I know yeah. he went into the Hall of. He it's probably like, went into the most jam-packed Hall of Fame ever at WrestleMania 30. It was like Jake the Snake, Scott Hall, Warrior, and Carlos Colon, and Mr. T, and and Lita, and. Paul Bear, like just like two men, all of those Dang. people could have, with the exception of Lita, he's outlived all of them. <laughs> oh no, Jake's still kicking. My Jake's bad. still kicking. Uh, Mr. T's still kicking. Mr. T, yeah, his speech isn't. <laughs> yeah, his speech uh, ran ran the light a little too much. So I'm excited uh, to see Carlito come back. I mean, honestly, I could take it or leave it, but if they present that to me, then you know it's cool because I, I like him a lot and. That's cool. I just feel like whenever they bring like these guys back, like an MVP or like a Carlito, although MVP is still around, MVP is doing good work. He's elevating new talent. You know, he's, he's managing. 
But MVP also can take a bump when he needs to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, right. Whereas, but Carlito's not really a manager. Like he's going to come in, he's going to work. So the question no, Carlito's is, Carlito's in the best shape of his life. So that's what I'm saying. Like you know, I could see him. You know, with someone like Carlito, it'd be great. You know, if they get like world title contention, you know, I could see them easily fighting for Seth Rollins' title. You know, the heavyweight championship. Answering a Seth Rollins open challenge. Yep, I could see that too. But my other concern is just: do you, do you ultimately just, which is what they kind of did with, I, I still remember when Alberto del Rio, Alberto del Rio came back. Uh, he had the U.S. title, and he just was basically there to elevate talent. You know, when Dudley oh, Boys came Max back, Max America. Max America, you know, elevating new talent. So my fear is just, I don't want Carlito to end up in the Alberto Del Rio role. Like, you know, hey, he kind of just comes in, he'll work with like the new guys, throw him in like a rumble spot, throw him in a money in the bank spot, you know, but, you know, he ain't really getting anything big. You know what I mean? So I just, I hope they do something with him because he is super over, you know? Yeah. You can easily. I, I and I would love to see him, you know, get involved. He already got involved with the LWO. I'd love for yeah, him he to, could be a, he could join them. He could be an ally, you know. Does he turn on do, or does maybe he teases a face turn and then sides with Dom maybe and gives Dom more allyship? I don't know, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's also rumors of Dom uh, or with Chavo coming back because he's saying all that heel stuff and Chavo face uh, uh, aligns with Dom yeah. as part of this like fuck you Ray storyline you know I don't I mean I, I I think yes I would have liked to see that but I think the way things stand currently I don't think Chava would fit in with the judgment day no it would not be part of that judgment day although part of me also thinks Damien's gonna you know there's a couple I mean we're we're, go, we're going around we're, go, we're jumping all over the place but yes my, I have a if you if you watch Raw, which I've been watching a little bit here and there, yeah, you're seeing teases. Raw. You've been seeing teases of like Damien being like, "I got this, Finn. I don't need you to come out." You know, clearly they're teasing mm. Damien versus Finn. So at some point, there's going to be a fracture in in Judgment Day. You're right, and, and I have noticed that um, not always, but for the most part, um, Rhea and Dominic seem to be on an island of their own. That's the thing, you know. It's not you know Finn's been coming out by himself. D- Damien's been coming out by himself. Rian Dom, they come out as a group. So you really don't need all of them together. They've kind of established all of them. They've kind of, they, yeah, Judgment Day has kind of uh, did what they wanted it to do. It's kind of run its course. I think, I think, uh, to me, you don't need a full, you don't need to have Rhea and Dom like away. Like they can just be on their own and they don't need to show up and, and maybe have one or two locker room segments with them and Phil, uh, fit. I almost called him Phil Finn, <laughs> you know, but you don't need, yeah, you don't need Judgment Day to be this thing anymore you know um so yeah damien should be on his own i mean damien's proved himself as a single star he was a single star when he came in he's 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 at this point now where he can just kind of be like this lone wolf heel where he's like i'm not a good guy i'm not a bad guy you know just let him do his own thing you know so uh i actually if, think uh, that things if he if he gets the you know you know there's obviously we have money in the bank next next saturday uh the first um and yeah he's in the money in the bank match and you know, yes, there was a new addition with with one Mr. Logan Paul, but at the same time, I was really leaning towards Damian winning. You know, and I'm still kind of leaning towards Damian winning because I think that would be good for this Finn Rollins Damian Priest storyline. You could you could have a really good triple threat yeah, between yep. them, and then that could lead to Finn and Damian fighting, and Seth Rollins goes off on his own and does something else. You know, like there's there's a lot you can do there. You know, um, L.A. Knight 
keeps getting really good responses. You know, I don't know if you watched the segment. Oh my gosh, but... I noticed this. Somebody made a video of him like six months ago and him like last week, and he has such a huge pop. I can't believe it. And he also, I don't know if you noticed this, like I was talking to somebody else, like, so especially on Monday, you know, the big segment on Monday, for those that don't remember, was you had Logan Paul basically just coming out and being like, I'm going to be in the match, you know, basically just declaring himself in the match. No, no, uh, what's it called? No qualifier. No. So clearly WWE wants him. There's, there should be no bones about it. He's a heel. He's playing heel right now. He's He's just declaring. um, He's playing entitled. Yeah. Entitled, you know, which is fine because that's what he is. He's a, he's a, he's a that's, how he's a, that's how he's perceived by the public already. Yeah, so I have no problem with him playing a heel because that's what he's playing and, and it's working and he's doing well. His matches are, he's, he's playing the heel tactic very well, you know, in the matches as well. I'm not just talking about it on the promo. I'm talking about in the ring psychology. If you look at that Seth Rollins match to me, that's, that's, that's textbook heel right there, the way he's working and it's perfect. We need that right now. You need a heel that also has influence and if this heel has billion whatever 18 million followers or whatever you can add a little bit of a you know get a little bit of a rub on these new stars let's be honest here there's a lot more people talking about this money in the bank match after monday let's be honest here yeah in fact yes people I'll were excited Cert- certainly I, our, our our wrestling fans that we know are we were excited but i think casual wrestling fans are a little more interested now yeah i actually looked at the the graphic with all the the people in the match and i said to myself Wow, this is a very mid card um, money in the bank. There's no like main event. There's no like big stars in this thing. And then they put Mr. Big Star in there. And at the same time, you get rubs for all these different people. Like, I think this is going to be a good showcase for Butch. I think this is going to be a good showcase for LA Knight. I agree. Uh, yeah. Good showcase for Shinsuke. Uh, yeah, I don't think Shinsuke or Butch or Ricochet are going to probably win. I think the favorites are definitely going to be LA Knight. Or Damien or uh, Logan, uh, but I will say LA Knight's reactions are insane, as we just talked about. Like he he has rock like level. I think he reminds me of like young rock when he's finally getting his footing going. You know what I mean? Yeah, and but he's like he reminds you of young rock, which is funny because he's forty one or forty two years old. Right. Well, you know, look, Diamond Dallas Page didn't win his first title to forty three. I mean, fucking. Goldberg won the title at 51 or whatever. You know, people are still... Jericho was 50 when he won the AEW title. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, that sounds about right. So, to me, this is not... Everybody was like, he's old. I'm like, you do realize in wrestling, people have been 40s and won titles. I do realize that. However, I also realize uh, that there's somebody that likes to walk around and change scripts. Yes, I recognize... And his name is Vincente Fox. Yeah, his name is uh, Mustache McMahon. No, mustache, mustache Mac. Mus- that, yeah, mustache Mac. <laughs> mustache, mustache Mac. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, you saw that promo on Monday, like uh, it, it, LA, and also every wrestler in that match had a good little like showcase moment. So it was, it did its job in that. Yeah, if you look at yeah. the psychology of what they're trying to do, everybody got over. The only person that wasn't in that segment, by the way, was Damian Priest. So to me. That makes me think. Oh, he's the dark horse. We don't. No one want. We don't. We, we're not. We're not showcasing him because we want you to think that he's not important. And maybe he does come back from underneath and win. That's why I'm leaning still towards my pick uh, is Damian Priest because he wasn't in that showcase uh, a segment on Monday. And it's like, okay, we we don't want you to think because they never want you to know who the winner is. You know what I'm saying? Right. They, they, in fact, they kind of go the opposite direction with a lot of times. 
And to me, you have to think about Money in the Bank and story. You know, the, the whole thing Triple H mm-hmm. says in every press conference now is a story. His win makes the most sense because then you can have uh, right. a thing for the title. Now, the Judgment Day is in the mix with the title. With the ticks. Now, there is another thing here. There is a new ruling uh, that was made for Money in the Bank. Okay, wait. I'm going to stop you for a second. This is bullshit because you've always been able to cash in on any title you wanted. Just last year, Austin Theory cashed in on on the U.S. champion. But before that, Sam, before last year, last year was the first time this happened. I don't think so. No, it is never... No one has ever cast in a mid card title before, before last year. Yeah, because Charlotte did NXT title, but that was the Rumble. That was the Rumble. That was yeah. not, and and NXT also, you know, the way it's built is it's built as a championship. If you look yeah. at WWE.com statistics, they list championships including, and they include the NXT as a heavyweight champion as a world title. Yeah, as a world title. That's the right word I was looking for. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, they list the NXT title as a world title. So, to me, this is the first time this is happening. Yes, you could you could potentially have said that a Money in the Bank winner could you could cash in on a world title or on on an undercard title. But whenever they talk about it, they always say the word world title. I've I've never heard a commentator say all titles. It's always championship guarantee for a world title match. Maybe, maybe I haven't noticed. I don't know if I've noticed that exact. Verbiage, but I'm going to go back and. I mean, I, I don't know bank. since I'm not going to say I'm not going to speak to the very first money in the bank, but at least since 2016, 2017, I have noticed that. Okay, okay. The the commentators are very particular to say that. Now, I don't think certainly they could have, but I think so. To me, it's also are they are they throwing a red herring? Are they throwing us off the trail by saying, "Oh, it can be used for any title"? Because let's be honest here, if any of the big three? Well, I suppose I suppose LA Knight could use it if he if LA Knight wins. I suppose he could use it on a mid card title. I don't want him to. Uh, I mean, but he hasn't. You, you know, he That's hasn't won too. Any why would you like if if somebody told you, "Hey, go to any stage you want in the city and do and do comedy," and you, there's a fifty thousand seat arena, but you're gonna go, "Oh, do comedy in front of these three people at open mic instead." You know, like why? Why would you want to do that when you can go to to, to the big place? To the big time. I think if someone hasn't, I, I'm going back to why Theory did it. You know, Theory had. I agree won. with Theory. I agree with Theory. Roman had those titles on lockdown. And also, it's not, but the one good thing about the Theory when he ultimately, a lot of people don't remember this. And so I've come around. I didn't, I just didn't like, the only thing I didn't like about Theory doing it is he did it during an open challenge. You know what I mean? Like he didn't have to, he didn't have to waste his contract during an open challenge. He could have just come out the next week and done it. You know what I mean? Or he could have done it right after the match ended. You know what I mean? Then that would have been something. You know what I mean? My only thing with Theory is at least they showed Theory trying to do it with the world title multiple times. That's So Mm. it wasn't like it came out of nowhere. You saw him have multiple. He didn't make like three attempts to cash in that didn't work out for him. At least three to four different attempts. I mean, the the one at SummerSlam is still, because that was the car wreck of a whole. You had, And what I liked about him showing up at the SummerSlam thing was you had so many combustible elements in that match. You had the interference from Usos. You had uh, Heyman and Brock were fighting each other, and there was their story, and Heyman taking an F5 off the table. Then you had Roman and Brock, their last match ever. End of the year. And, and then the ring is fucking 20 feet in the it, air. There's that, too. The, so that, to me, he fit his role as the Money in the Bank holder, which is, 
you know, you do this thing and you're, you're, you're basically serving a piece of the puzzle. You're not, you're not there to win. You're just there to serve the piece. So to me, you know, what piece serves the best victory? I am leaning towards Damian Priest because I believe that him winning would lead to break in the Judgment Day and it would lead to good matches. It's gonna, you're going gonna to get more Priest and Seth Rollins. Now, did you go back and did you watch the open challenge with Priest a couple weeks ago from Raw? I mean, I did. Uh, yes. I thought it was solid. Um, it was, you know, but I, I, I think it was also a Raw match. You know, it, there was a lot of time constraints. There were commercial breaks. You're not getting the full picture. I would imagine a, a good 28, 20 to 25 minute pay-per-view match with Rollins or Finn. I think Priest is really going to do some good stuff. So yeah, I do. I want to see more from Priest. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Um, I do too. And, but at the uh, same know, time, you're right though. It is kind of time for Judgment Day to maybe even be together, but can still kind of go their separate ways. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, and they don't have to all go. You know, Dom and Rhea aren't going anywhere. No, not right. For a Dom while. and Rhea would go their own, their their direction together. Yeah. And to me, Dom and Rhea and Finn don't need to be on camera all the time. You can easily, you can easily have them once in a while show up and once in a while not show up. You know, it's crazy though how much the fans love Rhea and they hate Dominic. I like, think it's cool. Like at the really, polar opposite. Yeah, they'll cheer for her so hard, and then as soon as he starts talking, they boo like they boom at the building. Um, now who's your? Let, let me ask you, who's your take for Money in the Bank? Do you think it'll be Logan Paul or? or I think it'll be Damian Logan Paul. Or... Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's a. I, I I like what you're saying about Priest because it would intertwine the Judgment Day and the World Title a lot more. <laughs> and so I, I do think that's that would be a, a good storytelling tools to get put on Damian Priest. If LA Knight... Now, now another point about this whole like cashing in a mid-card title. Someone like LA Knight, who's never even held any title, do you think he's more viable to cash in on a mid-card title? We know we want him. I'm I mean, talking who, about, who is like, he? I feel like he hasn't really beaten anybody. Like, I Can you say, like, oh yeah, he could be Austin Theory? Like, I don't... Can he... Oh yeah, he could be Gunther? Like just, that's the problem. He's he's just not built. They haven't given him enough strong wins. Yeah, like I don't. I don't so see it's him like winning. if you give him I don't that, even see him winning like the European title at this point, right? He hasn't even won a tag or something. Well, he's not going to win the tags right now. I mean, maybe, maybe he'll fight. find a partner and cash in. Strong baby. Yeah, that's another unique one too. He he basically gets a he gets a part. Or what if he just wins by himself? <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Well, I, I want to see ruin. Find you don't want to ruin Sammy on the tag titles, but you don't want to ruin Sammy and Kevin's baby run right no, now. You know, no, I mean? there's yeah. that too. They're gonna have a long baby run um, with these tags. This is basically it feels like a consolation prize, but at the same time, this is Sam Sammy as a champion. You know, with his best friend, and they've never won the tag titles together. So this is huge. You know, and also, and they have these uh, ugly color belts. You know, that's pretty cool too. And also, you know, now that Tommaso's back, like my hope is, I mean, the rumor is that we're gonna get DIY versus Saints and Owens at uh, uh, SummerSlam. Yes, that'd be great, and that'd be amazing. Hey, so uh, what do you think about them changing the women's titles to match the men's titles? I mean. You could. You, I didn't. I did not want them to do a another corny belt exchange. I did. I agree. I agree with that. 
So to me, it didn't bother me because I know what the worst. Oh, I, it, it's definitely <laughs> the, I, we've seen the worst option. You know? Yeah, that's true. Very true. So I do not need to see any more belt exchanges. Um, and I guess it's equivalent of okay, yeah, you have the the SmackDown has the championship, Raw has the heavyweight stuff, so that's fine. You know, it makes sense. You know, it doesn't devalue the belts. You know, um, I do think the the undisputed championship being all gold and yellow, looking like a like a like a tub of butter. I think that's kind of funny. You know, um, <laughs> like a tub of butter. It looks like a movie popcorn. Movie popcorn butter. Yeah, that's really yeah. what I'm, I'm. Yeah, hundred percent. Like a bucket. Of, yeah, like a bucket. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you noticed this. I saw this on Botchamania, but Charlotte Flair came out when Asuka got the new belt, and she said, "I want that belt," and she pointed at the old one. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely. I think we're not done with those belts. I mean, Ro- we all know what happens with Roman, right? Roman, well, he carries the new championship. Oh my gosh, it. Roman's got three belts now. Um, I don't mind that because to me, uh, Roman, they're, they're trying to build Roman up as this like belt collector type of sorts. And to me, that's fine because ultimately someone is going to beat him and he should have to hold, he should get to hold all those belts. Even those, one night. those two belts equal that one belt. Yes. So it's like, you but, can't still have those two belts. Yes. Technically in lore, if you look at wrestling lore, anytime they've created a new title, the old titles go away. You know, like when they unified with John Cena and Randy Orton unified and they created that new title, they eventually got rid of it. But I don't know. I think it fits Roman's character right now. And the fact also is here's the thing. He's not holding them. It's Heyman. Yeah, right. So there's I mean, a, there's, there's added wrinkles to it. They're not know? officially recognized titles at this point. They're just like no. trophies. They're just like trophies that Heyman holds around. His yeah, place. the Heyman okay. carries. Which again, Heyman is Heyman. He's doing he's doing what he's doing. You know, it's um, which that's the other thing. If we want to touch on that real quick, um, oh, uh, okay, oh, so who's your dying? Oh shit! I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm still gonna be right. I don't have to leave the room or anything. So uh, I don't know. Would you want to switch over to AEW a little bit? Yeah, I just want to. Uh, I just want to touch real quick on uh, what, what, real quick. Okay, so on my pick, I'm going with Damian for the Money in the Bank. Who is your pick for the match? For the Money in the oh. Bank. Oh, oh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Logan Paul. Okay, great. And then um, let's real quick. Uh, I'm not super excited about the women's Money in the Bank match, but. I'm I'm leaning towards I'm leaning towards Becky just because she's never won the Money in the Bank title. Yeah, Becky did this uh, really cool promo on Monday about how yeah. every woman in the thing hates her. So it's, <laughs> it's like everybody versus Becky, which is uh, good. Which is it was a good neat. promo. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Becky as well because Becky defies the odds. I mean, clearly they're leaning. They're, we're clearly we're Becky and uh, uh, what's her they're called Trish are in this match because they're basically trying to save the the final encounter match for SummerSlam. You know that's but what tonight, they're trying to do. on SmackDown. Bailey puts her spot on the line against Shotzi, which that'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because uh, you know I feel like uh, EO Sky is on the track to turning babyface. Yeah. And I feel like they could do a big spot in the uh, in the money in the bank 
that makes Bailey kind of maybe mad at Io. Yes, kind of like starts, I do think that starts like the separation. I do think we're gonna get Io and Bailey at SummerSlam. So I think the seeds of dissension will be planted firmly in Money in the Bank for sure. Yeah, maybe even tonight. Maybe tonight Io will cost Bailey the match. Hmm. And then Bailey causes costs Io. Yeah, see, they trying to help. They cause each other. But I also mm-hmm. see EO. I could also see EO winning, and that causes dissension too. The same way as we're saying Finn and uh, Damian. You know what's cool? I just thought of this. I don't know how long Dakota Kai is out, but like, it would be cool if these two had a match at SummerSlam, and then Dakota Kai comes out at the end of the match and like has to like is torn between the two because it would be like the one anniversary of Damage Control. Yeah, I think I think Dakota Kai should stay away from this entire. Let them keep feuding and let them have the match. Yeah, and stay away until SummerSlam. SummerSlam come out like she did at SummerSlam last year. Yeah, and then be like, "Whoa, who is she gonna pick?" You know? Yeah. And then she picks Tegan Knox. <laughs> and starts her That'd own funny, damage actually. control. Um. Okay, so who's your? So you're 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 leaning towards uh, EO or Becky? Or? Oh, and the, I say Becky as well. Yeah, no, I think Becky. I'm leaning. I'm actually thinking. I'm, I'm gonna. You know, what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna call an audible. I'm gonna change my vote. I think Trish and Becky are gonna have. They're gonna have some issues with the other, and it'll lead to them not like taking each uh, other out, taking each other out, or they don't win. Okay, it, it can go either way. I can see Becky women winning, and then the SummerSlam match is for the briefcase. Maybe I can see that happening, but more than likely, I could see them just taking each other out, and then they have like a stipulation match at SummerSlam, probably like a steel cage match or something. You know. That'd be cool. I mean, would they ever do? What if they become the last two people for the briefcase, and then they just they can't decide, or they they both like it falls or something, and they have the 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 SummerSlam ladder match uh, to determine the actual winner? Oh, you know what's funny is when you were talking about them having a match for the briefcase, I was thinking it'd be funny to have like a ladder match for it. Yeah, that'd be great. Briefcase on a pole and shit. Well, also SummerSlam, if we go back to the lore of SummerSlam, SummerSlam used to have ladder matches. Yeah. So I think the first ever, I believe the first ever ladder match was at SummerSlam, if I'm not mistaken. It was Brett versus Sean, but that was not televised. The first ever ladder match on TV was Razor Ramon and and Sean at WrestleMania. Oh, that was at WrestleMania, not SummerSlam. Yeah, but they had their rematch ladder matches at SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Yeah, so I mean, but to me, it's like, yeah, SummerSlam's always had, you know, for a while at least, SummerSlam had some matter ladder matches. So to me, you need you need a couple stipulation matches for SummerSlam. I've so never I'm, seen I'm, Razor versus Sean SummerSlam ladder match. That's the one it. I've seen. I've actually, I, I've, I've not properly watched. I'm familiar with the uh, WrestleMania picture because I know in the SummerSlam one, he wears blue. Sean wears blue pants. Right. I can picture it. Oh, and the SummerSlam one has two ladders. That's the one I've seen. Yeah. That was the big thing with the SummerSlam rematch. Like, we're going to introduce two ladders. Yeah, no, now they use 50 ladders. Yeah. <laughs> too uh, many yeah. ladders. I've seen the WrestleMania match like 50 times. Gotcha. Um, all right. So, yeah, we can we can talk about Money in the Bank more later next week or whatever. I just wanted to touch on the news with the matches. Um, yeah, I might change yeah. my pick before then anyway. Before but, uh, yeah, let's turn, let's turn to AEW now. Yeah, so uh, the biggest thing was the debut of Collision. Good card. Good. You know, they definitely they definitely front loaded the card for the premiere. They definitely were like, hey, it's gonna be a big premiere. You're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of stuff for it. It, fe- it felt like 
It felt like a big AEW episode. It felt almost like a mini pay per view. It I'll did feel like a pay per view. Yeah, like a low, like a low grade pay per view. Especially um, when Punk opened up. So, did you did you see his promo in the beginning? Yeah, and I think they had to. To me, it's Punk in Chicago. Yeah, it's, he's he's come back. He's had now two big returns. They've all been at United Center. He's got to come back, and he's got to give us. You can't just. You're, you're, the fans are going to be disappointed if he doesn't talk. So to me, they had this. Yes, it's. I know some people have been reviewing it saying it's hacky that they start with a promo, but you know what? It's no, punk like in it. Chicago and he's been gone. He's got to talk. And I yeah. thought it was a beautiful promo. I love the counterfeit bucks. I love every dig. Uh, you know, oh, yes, so I'm a punk. Uh, the, bucks, uh, the bucks change their Twitter uh, bio like almost daily. And, yeah. Uh, when when uh, that happened, they had changed their Twitter bio to if this were 2018, we already have counterfeit bucks t-shirts up on Pro Wrestling Tees. That's funny. Yeah. No, but what, I mean, I like the promo. I thought it was strong. It was a connection to Chicago again. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah. he's he's playing to his fans. Uh, it's funny because he started out with "I'm not a nice guy," so you think he's going heel, but ultimately it's a hometown face hero promo. Um. With a weird bag. But, but it is that little bit. It felt a little bit. And he's, you know, look, he's a big Bret Hart fan. He's a big Piper fan. It felt also a little bit like he's clearly, it, it, this was the, the crowd treated him like a face. But I can see him in other markets coming off like a heel, similar to Bret in Canada, Piper in Portland. It felt reminiscent wow. of that. Where, yes, it felt very baby. Because he's, he's very in beloved in his home, very beloved, very very baby face. But I can see him playing it like that, and of course he's and he said openly, my two favorite wrestlers are Piper and Brett, and they both had similar uh, 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 storylines where they were faces in their hometown. You know, Max is the same way. Well, Look at Brett, how Max actually actually Brett was a. Heel in the United States and a face everywhere else in the world. <laughs> uh, he yes, he was a face outside the U.S. Yes, yeah. correct. Not just Canada, correct. Everywhere, um, the whole the world. But I but look at Max. Max does the same thing. Look at how his promos are in Long Island, which I love, by the way, because it like I love when a hometown hero. I like the because again, we're stand ups. We understand the uh, you come back and you infuse a local reference, but you don't want it to be too on the nose. So I like when Max does it. I like when Punk throws in the local stuff. Like he called them bastards at one point, you know. Uh, and I like the elements to, like, he came up with his boots around his neck, like, I'm going to hang it up like a retirement because everybody was calling for him to just end it, retire it. So there was a lot of symbolism. He got choked up at one point. He kind of slipped up his words a little bit at one point because you could tell it was real emotion, really, really getting choked up. Yeah. Um, I love that they didn't show the title. I love the way he presented that as. Like, unless someone pins me or submits me, I'm still, but they didn't show it, you know? So there's a bit of a tease, you know? And then uh, there was a picture that Punk poster, somebody posted a Punk uh, at a Blackhawks game or something, and he had a Blackhawks championship title. And right. like, this is the title that Punk has in the bag. <laughs> yeah. I could see that for sure. That'd be funny. He pulls out a Blackhawks title. No, I think he would have shut it off to Chicago if that was the case. Because <laughs> nobody else cares. But yeah, uh, you know, you know, you know what I thought when when CM Punk was walking to the ring. 
I thought, yeah, what were your thoughts on the promo? Well, I never thought I would see him in the ring again, 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 again. Yes, yeah, again, again. So, so the first thing that he said was that he tore his bicep completely off the bone and he had a ten-month-long injury. So, like, I'm thinking ten months ago when he was at All Out or whatever that whatever that pay per view was. I forget what it was. I think it was All Out. He won the title. He knew he was injured. He was in a bad mood. He was talking shit to people at the at the media scrum. What if he said, "Tony, I'm hurt, but I want to be relevant. Can we just leak that I fought with the I got into a fight with the Bucks or something?" I mean, that's like- yeah, that's the big that's the big theory that came out of the fight was there were two did theories. Did the fight that actually, ever happen? Did the fight actually happen, or is it a work? You know, and. I do. Think, I guess I could have just said, "Is it a work?" I, I went through all that. I yeah. could also see it being that it. They look. Sometimes guys fight just to kind of hash it out, and then they're like, "Hey, let's run with this." You know, maybe the fight started as yeah. like, "Oh fuck," and then they're like, "You know, hold on, hold on, stop, stop, stop. Let's let's make this real." But it let's just it finds me such a coincidence that he was like suspended <laughs> for the exact <laughs> amount of time that he was injured. They never said suspension. They never said suspension. They said he was stripped. If you remember, it was just he was stripped of the title. Because yeah. and and yes, he knew he was injured. I could tell if you if you. I mean, I've watched that press conference, uh, like not a hundred times, but I've watched it quite a bit. You can tell he knows he's going to be gone for a while. Oh, wait, if you yeah. look at his body language, he knows he's going to be gone. So right. to me. That definitely was the the catalyst for him saying what he had to say in terms of let's address these rumors. Might as well do it in a press conference. Like he's not going to just you know go on a podcast or whatever. He's like, well, you have these podcasts, let's just do it. Or you have these press conferences, let's just do it here. The media is the one talking about. It. Let's just do it here. You can tell he even says. I mean, the famous line is, "I'm hurt. I'm tired. Like I'm hurt. Like I'm going to be gone for a while." You know. Mm-hmm. And if you go back to that press conference, I encourage people who are like you know anal about this. Go back and watch. At one point, somebody asked him about, hey, so it looks like, you know, because you had a face-off with MJF at All Out. Is, is that going to happen maybe at a, at a, a Grand Slam? Because that was the next big event was the Arthur Ashe show. And you see CM Pucks, he goes, he looks down, and he shakes his head like, fuck, I can't be there. I'm going to be injured. Like, you can tell that he knows he's not going to be able to make that when the wow. reporter asks him. So there's a lot of body language hints that, yeah, he knows he's going to be gone for a while. Now, yeah, do you think he was – I don't think he had the – I don't know if anyone had the, would have the foresight to come up with a whole feud just like that. Mm, yeah, I think there was true. real – I think there was just real tension between these guys, and, you know, maybe they are going to, you know, milk it for some business, which it would be great business. Oh, FTR versus – and Punk versus Elite, 100%. 100%. You know the crowd's into it. Everybody wants it. Yeah, yeah. Does it happen at all? We fought before either the Punk's year. No, we never fought uh, Omega. Or, I still think a singles between Omega and Punk that's going to be a little tougher, you know. But now people also say that Punk and Omega have less uh, heat than Bucks and uh, Punk. It's more. Yeah, Bucks I've heard that too. I've heard that too. He also didn't really touch on Omega in the promo. He touched more on the Bucks than anybody and Adam else. Page. He, and Adam Page, yes, yes. Yeah, that's true. He, he, I think he even went on record at some somewhere at some point saying 
that he had zero beef with Kenny Omega. I mean, I don't know about zero beef. Definitely, there was something going. <laughs> the rumor is like, did he pick? Did, and then, oh, if you look at his T-shirt in the promo, guess who's, who's on his T-shirt? Larry, the dog. Mm. On Punk's T-shirt, well, on Punk's promo, on Punk. Punk's on Punk's promo. He has the Larry the dog mm. T-shirt. So it's like, yeah, because it's like, did Kenny grab the dog? Did Kenny kick the dog? Was Punk speaking out because of that? You know, Ace's wife was freaking out. That's why Ace bit him. Ace like, you bit know, like Kenny, uh... Ace bit Kenny. But it's also like, did Ace just bite him because he saw his wife freaking out? Like, if if you saw, you know, you have a you have a partner or your partner you thought was in danger, wouldn't you do whatever you could to fucking get that thing out of the way? You know, Especially I know I would. If, if I had loved ones that were screaming and I was in a situation, I would react accordingly. So I don't fault. Ace, because one, I wasn't there. Um, uh, two, but I, I, everybody's saying there, there are elements to the story of Ace's wife watching the dog and Ace seeing her scream and reacting and freaking out. And I could see if someone was dealing with a loved one, they might freak out and bite somebody. You know, that's that's the a very is so crazy. <laughs> it's a very primal thing in wrestling, but it's not unheard of in wrestling. I mean, Haku bit guys' noses off. Um, you know, I don't think, I mean, that he would do for fun almost just like to be like, I bet a motherfucker would, you know, Ace just kind of did it out of defense, which, you know, I mean, but I don't know. Ace didn't Ace work with Harley race. Like he's part of that. Like he he definitely had old school upbringing. Didn't he? Oh yeah. Ace is old school because he trained punk in 99. So he was already like a veteran in 99. He's probably from an era where you fucking, you bite dudes if you're trying to do something. Yeah, maybe. And I think he bit him because like he had him in a face locker. He had him in a submission. I think that's the story. You know, is I know we're really Jerry Lynn on that fight. Jerry Lynn, yeah, yeah. I like Jerry Lynn. Um, uh, and then next was uh the I believe it was the uh, Luchasaurus uh, uh, Wardlow match, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, that was pretty decent. Uh, Christian did some classic interference. Christian literally hit Wardlow with a TV camera. And then Wardlow lost the match. Um, I really hope they're not going to just turn around and put the title back on Wardlow for the fourth time. No, I think I think Lucha deserves a long heel. I like I'm I've been a Lucha fan, Lucha Sports fan for a while. Uh, I still say he could be a more agile, less conservative Kane. You know, if he plays his cards right, doesn't get injured. I know he got injured for a while. But to me, heel lucha is perfect. I want more heel did lucha. Did I, did I tell you the run. origin of lucha uh, luchasaurus? No. He. I, I listened to an interview with him, uh, the AEW podcast. I think he. Uh, yeah. He was. Uh, he was a snake, and he went out. He went out to do his match, whatever, and he came back, and he was talking to one of the older veterans, and he goes, "What were they saying out there?" And he's all, "They were saying, what were the fans chanting?" And he's all, "The fans are chanting luchasaurus," and he's like. But I'm a snake, and the guy goes, "No, you're not. You're Luchasaurus now." I mean, again, you got to read the crown. You got to play to the crowd. Yeah, the fans named him. I love it. Yeah, I, I think he's great. Him. You know, he's doing he's doing what he can. It was a good match. It was a good ass match. Uh, I like the way Wardlow. You know, obviously Wardlow was managed by uh, Arn Anderson. He does the spine bunner, spine buster, and tribute of him. So there, there are a little you know like teases and psychology in there that are details that a lot of fans don't pick up on so to me the first if this was if you had to have an opening match of tonight i thought this was a good opening contest yeah i'm not a big i'm not a big wardlow guy i feel like 
He's, I mean, he's got a good body or whatever. He's big dude. He can do power bombs and shit. But like, I don't know. I, I just feel it's like weird I would how they book. Hard. It's just so weird how he's been booked. Like first he was booked like, you know, the 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 Kevin Nash, you know, silent bodyguard type. Yeah. Then he has the face turn. Then like he's like, oh, I'm gonna be the TNT champion. I'm just gonna have like a Goldberg streak. And then that didn't happen. He lost it like twice. You know, I I was not super impressed with the Samoa Joe feud, which is rare because I love Samoa Joe and I love I love what Warlow was doing. I, I enjoyed the Joe and Darby feud more, and I hate Darby. That's what I'm saying. I thought Joe and Darby had way more chemistry than Wardlow and yeah. Joe, which probably just some guys don't always mesh. You know, Kevin Owens and AJ didn't have the best, uh, you know, matches in uh, WWE. I'm sure their other days were probably better. But, yeah, that, that U- U.S. title feud they had in 2016 – uh, not impressive, you know. Some guys just don't always mesh, you know. Um. So yeah, I don't know what you do. What do you do with Wardlow now? He probably gets a rematch at some point, but from there, I don't know. I think he's almost. I know there's been rumors of uh, WWE being interested in Hook and uh, Adam Page and uh, and Brian Pillman. I could see. I could see Wardlow going there too. I like I think, yeah. I think Wardlow needs. I think Wardlow just needs a change of scenery. Whether it's the Ring of Honor or New Japan or something like, just give him another. Just give him fresh bodies. You know, we've seen him with powerhouse hops. We've seen him with MJ. Yeah, I get. I suppose he could do mm-hmm. an MJF title match at some point because he. Oh did yeah, he could MJF. challenge MJF. That'd be good. That'd be a good feud. Because he's probably gonna lose. You know, he's gonna lose because he's, he's gonna, just the way he's doing history yeah. together. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know what else you do with him. Like, he's kind of going to be stuck, you know? You could yeah. kind of throw him into a singles feud with maybe with, like, Miro to kind of build Miro up. But at the same time, Miro needs some wins right now. So, you know, Wardlow might have to take more else. So, I don't know. Like, so much for him being the second Goldberg. You know what I mean? Uh, that's Ryback. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's the third Goldberg. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm glad Miro's back too. Um, I, I I'd rather see Arn Anderson focusing on on Pillman and, and Brock Anderson. To tell you the truth, I feel like his time is more valuable with those guys. Right, they have more to offer in the long run. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what else happened on on Collision. Uh, uh there was the Andrade Buddy Mur- Buddy Murphy. Buddy oh, Matthews that was a match. good match. That was really good. Yeah, that was really good. Andrade looks like he's just put on more muscle. He just looked he looked in great shape. He won with the uh with the figure eight. Figure eight, yes. In in yeah. tribute to his father in law. Was it his father in law? I thought it was his wife. I guess yeah, Rick the only Rick, yeah Charlotte does the figure eight, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick the, Rick does figure four, not figure eight. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when I when I saw when I saw Andrade put the figure four on I was like, oh, no. And then I saw him putting his arms up, and I was like, don't tell me he's going to lift himself up. <laughs> I really feel like that doesn't do anything. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not I, – I like the um, – I like the – I like the – obviously, these guys have worked together probably since NXT. Um, I like what he's doing. He's kind of like – this is kind of like a tune-up, like, intro match or whatever. I don't see a feud happening here. Um no, it's right, just going to introduce Andrade. And Buddy Murphy doesn't look less strong because he's still, you know, Trio's champion. He's the Trio champion, you know, and it was yeah. a good work. But it's also like, who does Andrade have to work with? You know, like he also – talk about 
a show full of guys who have backstage heat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because like it's like Collision is like Thunder Rosa backstage heat. I mean, Andrade he work, backstage he work, heat. Uh, like Bandito and and Bandito or uh, is Roosh, maybe turn Roosh babyface. I don't know. Is is Vikingo coming back at all? I'm sure he is. Yeah, he'll be. He's um, at GCW tonight. Oh, in Chicago, man. Yeah, in Chicago. Um, yeah, like you have Andre, uh, did, didn't Miro have some heat with people too? Yeah, so it's like Miro, Andrade, Thunder Rosa, Punk, like the heat, the heat magnets. Yeah, they are. They should have a group together called You Can't Sit With Us. <laughs> uh, what else was on this program? Anything else before we get uh, to the main event? I don't think I can really remember. We had a really uh, <laughs> decent tag team women's tag team match. Where Sky Blue got the win in Chicago in front of her mom. Oh, great! I didn't know she was um, uh, from Chicago. Good yeah, hometown. she is. She's Chicago. Hell yeah, hometown girl right there. I feel like Sky Blue's on her way to uh, getting a big push. Oh yeah, yeah. They've been doing yeah. a lot of good stuff with her lately, and she has some really good matches on the Indies because, like, I've been watching all these old Indies things and stuff, and she's had some really good matches like Black Label Pro and things like that. So good for her, man. Good for her. She pinned Tony Storm. Yeah, that's and Tony Storm's been protected, so that's good. Yeah, absolutely. The only person um, that's pinned Tony Storm lately is Juice Robinson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I, I don't know anything else. I, I can't really think of anything else that happened that was just the main event. Yeah, main event was good. It was very long. Uh, it was crazy to see Joe and CM Punk uh, in the same ring together, like just squaring off. You just—I never thought that was going to happen again. I thought I never they were did either. Yeah. Do you okay? Do you do you do it at all in? Do you do it at all out? Do you? To me, all in is so loaded. I almost think you, you need some one or two things for all out. Yeah, I see all out. And selfishly, I want it to be all out because I might try to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, <laughs> make it the summer. Do it three times over the summer. That's true too. That's what they did in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, somebody said it's the greatest uh, trio of matches that they've ever seen. I forgot who said that. Somebody, in, I think, on AEW. It's it was it was up there for me. I'm trying I don't to think. I've seen any of them. Are you so? There's did they say trios match just in AEW? Like trios of matches. No, but like specifically. No, because trios match trilogy. Of all, of trilogy is what I need to say. Trilogy, oh, trilogy. Of matches. Yeah, because Punk and Joe had three matches in 2004. Oh. And somebody said it was the best trilogy of matches of all time. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the Punk-Joe trilogy. The Punk and gotcha. Joe from Ring of Honor, yeah. I yeah. thought you mean the match on Friday. Oh, <laughs> no, no. That was a good That's match. That. It was a good match. Yeah. yeah, the Punk-Joe trilogy, if you look at all-time trilogies, it's definitely up there, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if number one. It's hard to pick one. Yeah, um, I mean, Austin Rock, WrestleMania might be at least top three, you know? You you have to put that in the conversation because of box office. Yep, exactly. And and Sh- and correct me if I'm wrong. Sean and Brett, Sean and Brett never got a trilogy. Technically, I mean they they had a match in '92, a big match on Survivor Series. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, '92, '90, I don't know. Oh, the yeah, '92, '96, '97, their trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding, but yeah. Um, if they would have had that rematch at WrestleMania, they would have had a good trilogy of matches. Right. But that was never going to be the case, right? No. Well, you know, who knows? 
Um, not even like like the the plan was always Austin and uh No, it would have been for Oh yeah, I guess it would have been 14. Cuz 13 Austin and Brett Brett. match. Yeah. Anyway, but also um, if Brett stayed, would they why would they have changed the title of Brett would stay, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a good it was a good trios triple uh, main event. Uh, CM Punk and FTR, and it was a good feel-good moment. But yeah, man, just that moment, just seeing CM like CM Punk's in the ring and Samoa Joe, Joe gets tagged in, and I I can't wait. I hope they have really some really good singles. Oh, they they have to have something. They please, they gotta I do can't something. Wait. I can't wait. I you know they uh, the wrestling dirt sheet people say that you know the two rumors were uh, CM Punk versus Joe and CM Punk versus Jericho, and so <laughs> uh, it looks like they're setting up him and Joe. Yeah, they're setting up him and Joe, and I think that's good. Hell yeah. It's a good this feud with history, so there's not a lot of backstory needed. Um, and let's be honest here. When that promo segment happens, <laughs> And on top of that, AEW owns all that Ring of Honor history, so they can use it to help promote it. Promote it, for sure. Yeah, to build it up and for shit. Sure. Hell yeah. Um, you even put like those matches on their YouTube or something, or you know whatever they do. Yeah, I think I think a few of them are on the YouTube, but yeah, like they. No, should there's, there's I think one of them is on YouTube only. Oh really? I searched. Yeah, I searched for them. Uh, but let's get into the uh, pay per view that's on uh, Sunday. Yeah, let me pull the card up. Uh, so let me talk about Forbidden Door. So last year, um, Forbidden Door happened, and I wasn't super excited about it. It was cool. Um, I mean, look, I thought they did a good job, all things considered, with the injuries. They had injuries literally leading up to Friday. There were so many injuries, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. But so, but last year, like, I was like, kind of like, ah, I could take it or leave it, you know, and I watched it and it was just incredible. It was so oh, good. It was amazing. And this year, it looks amazing. I'm so excited about it. The two women's matches. Okay, uh, the challengers are Billy Starks and Willow Nightingale. Like those are two of my favorites. I'm so excited. No, it's great. Guys. And you have you and I like that they're incorporating the Owen Hart. They're they're in Canada and they're taking it off with the Owen Hart Cup. You know. Yeah. In Canada, I and I believe the Owen Hart Cup ends in Calgary. If I'm it not does. Mistaken. Yeah. Uh, what do you think are... of Punk being in the Owen Hart Cup tournament? You know what? So the way so the way the brackets are set up. Um, Punk and Joe are going to face off in the semifinals, not even the finals. Which oh, is really? Crazy because I mean that would be a good way to have them go against each other, right? Put them on either side of the bracket, but they're on the same side of the bracket. Punk's on the top and Joe's on the bottom. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about it. I feel like you know uh, Punk's going to face. I think it's Kojima. Uh, I forget. Yeah. And like yeah. saying because I don't really know Kojima very much or whatever that well. And every single gonna be a really good match, so I'm excited about that. But Punk's definitely gonna win, and uh, Joe's gonna win. I don't know who Joe's up against, but yeah, we're but Roderick gonna... Strong. That's who he's up against. Yeah, that'll be a really good match. That'll be too. good too. Yeah, that will. That really will. Yeah, and I, I think I think Punk and Joe in the semifinals. I'm excited about that. I really am. And Joe was in the wasn't Joe in the final last year too? Joe was in the final last year against Adam Cole. Wow, that's crazy. So then it looks like I have the bracket here right now. Uh, Dustin, so you have you have Punk 
Kojima, Roderick Stone, Joe. Then you have Ricky Starks, Juice Robinson, Powerhouse Hots, Dustin Rhodes. Unless yeah, they I want, feel like the right side is kind of weak. I, but that no, I th- I think they're they're gonna try to crown a new like a young guy as a champion. I'm leaning towards either Stark or maybe Starks or Juice. Yeah, I say Starks because he's a baby face. Baby face, and the, and Starks needs a win right now. You know. So do they just give it to Silver? Because if, if it's if it's Punk or Joe, whoever comes out of that winning is probably going to face Starks. And it's like, do you give it? Do you give it to Punk? And just uh, unless Punk wins, does he go all the way? You know what I mean? Do you have Punk lose to Ricky Starks? Yeah, or Joe for that matter. But I can see what you mean because Ricky Starks, he's the fans love him and he's bulletproof, and they just keep shitting on him and shit on him. Like if it's not um, Team Taz or whatever whoever who is facing but like now it's bullet club it's always like a bunch of groups just beating them up or is that is punk being like yeah i'm gonna go to the finals and then i want biggie ricky starts to beat me yeah maybe is he saying that yeah because i mean does punk doesn't need the win but at the same time does punk winning help elevate the title the yeah, elevate, elevate the, the Owen Hart title elevate the uh the championship there is no, like, it's not a no championship. championship. I mean, there's a belt. No, it's not a championship. Like, it's a, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a and here's the other wild thing. Adam Cole won last year, not in the tournament. Britt Baker in the tournament. Yeah, I did notice that, but like, I can see, um, like, you know, I was thinking about that too, but I can see like Tony Khan just be like, hey, you want to be in it? And Adam Cole be like, oh, no. Or maybe Tony Khan even could say, oh, I finalized it before he was cleared. Or who knows, you know? Just I could see, yeah. I could see just him not him. He's just doing different shit right now. Yeah, he's busy. He doesn't need it. But he's to me, busy. it's like you win exactly. once. I just don't like. Like I, I just it, there should be there should be a like we talk about rules and money in the bank and stuff. I think there should be rules. Like if you win it once, you can't compete again. You know. Mm, I agree. Yeah, maybe. Make it clear. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But um, all right, I Brit. I, Brit's probably one of my favorite AEW women wrestlers. So I, I don't oh, mind seeing Brit. No, no one's knocking Brit. Brit's great. I wish Brit had a longer title. Yeah, me too. I wish she was champion right now. She's yeah. No, she's right, like the best talker. Just... She's like the best yeah. ring. Yeah, no, she's really good. But yeah, I'm excited about the Owen Hart Cup. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So Athena, too. Athena's facing Billy Starks for the Cup on, on Forbidden Door, and uh, CM Punk is facing Coach. Oh, that's where Billy Starks is at Forbidden Door in the Owen Hart Cup. Okay. Yeah. So those, so Billy, those, so it, it says according to Wikipedia, they're showing Athena and Billy Starks as a pre-show match. Oh, they are showing the that as a pre-show. But you know what? They show pre-show matches. It'll be on YouTube. Yeah, this is good. You know. Um, all right, let's look at what else is on this. We have uh, Adam Cole versus Tom Lawler in singles. That's that's random. I didn't remember any about that on TV. Yeah, um, it'll be cool, I guess. Do they have a history? Not that I know of. Yeah, I have no idea what this connection is. I have no idea why these two are having a match. I didn't see them interact on TV at all. Um, and maybe it happened on Rampage, and I, I maybe it happened on Rampage. Maybe Tony did something. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Rampage. There's a Rampage tonight, and there's a Collision mm. tomorrow. Yeah, you're that's right. our thing too. We still have two two days of TV before Sunday. Jesus, there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to determine. I pick uh, I pick Adam Cole though because he's just coming back and he can use the momentum. I agree. Yeah, Adam Cole definitely needs. He shouldn't be taking losses right. Oh, and also I pick Athena over Billy Stark. Sorry, Billy. Yeah, I'm picking Athena and I'm picking Punk 
and I'm picking Adam Cole for all the matches so far. Yeah, I definitely pick Punk. Uh, next, there's a. Uh, I'm just kind of going in order what they're showing. Uh, next is the fatal, or I guess it's the singles match for the women's title. Mm. Women's World Tony's Championship. Willow Nightingale. We're Willow the, Nightingale. The AEW Women's Champion versus the Strong Women's Champion. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm leaning towards Tony Storm. Absolutely, Tony Storm. However, Willow is super dope. And if you ever get a chance, if you if you haven't seen it yet, go back and watch the night where she beats Mercedes for the title. Such a good match. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I, I've I've gone back and I think Access TV shows it, so I went oh, back and watched. Oh, that's awesome. Um, now correct me if I'm wrong. That was kind of called on the fly because of Mercedes. Yeah, because Mercedes injured her foot or ankle or whatever. Mm-hmm. She fell. Now this isn't like a title all the way to the floor. Is it, so this is just a singles match for women's. So basically, it's non-title New Japan. But still for 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 AEW. Yeah, for Tony Storm's title. Yep, Willow. Yeah, interesting. So it's not title for title. Do you think it would be better if they had made a title for title? Kind of, but then it's harder to get a finish, and uh, you know, it's it's harder to please both masters after mm-hmm. after that because AEW wants one thing and New Japan probably wants another thing. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Willow's not on a line that makes me think Tony's going to win. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I agree. Tony's going to win hands down. Uh, all right, next is the four-way. So we're, we're doing another four-way for the All-Atlantic, which is... Uh, I thought they were going to split this up between two singles matches and put the pure title on the line, but it's not. It's a four-way. And uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be incredible. And you have Shibata and you have Daniel Garcia, who I believe Cassidy and Daniel Garcia haven't really faced each other much in AEW, correct? Um, Maybe not. Yeah, I can see that. So I think it's I think it's a good it's a good four way. I mean I still remember last year's four way being really good. They they had two really good four ways last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm yeah, excited. No, this will this. be a good match. But Orange Cassidy yeah. is going to walk out as champion. Orange Cassidy's not dropping the. Ball. I mean you can't have. I feel like I feel like they want to do something for the change, and MJF is probably not going to lose. So I'm leaning towards a title change happening in this match. I I could Who see. Who you pick though out of these four? And also here's our thing with the four way. You don't need to have Orange Cassidy get pinned. You don't. Um, it'd be great if a New Japan person, you know, got a title and then they, you know, I would like to see more global defenses of this international title. You know, that's true. You're. I didn't even think about that. You're right. It would be cool. Maybe Saber Junior. Yeah, but Saber Junior is focusing on his uh, TV title. That's true too. He defends that around the world. I mean, I'm 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 leaning towards maybe Saber Shibata? or maybe Shibata. Actually, more I'm leaning now. I'm leaning towards Shibata or Garcia. Hmm. I can I see Garcia see Shibata with this title, even though he's a Ring of Honor Pure Champion already. Ooh, maybe if Garcia wins, then they can do a title for title with the Ring of Honor Pure. Oh, that'd Shibata. be cool. The unified because Garcia is a is a Garcia is a previous Pure winner. Yeah, well, that was the whole reason why. Chapata got into this, into this mix because Daniel Garcia said he wanted the pure title back. So maybe give it to Garcia. That way you can have a little more of a back and forth between them. Keep that going to, towards all in. I still say uh, Orange Cassidy. Okay, so I'm going to go with Garcia. You're going Cassidy. Got it. Uh, tag team match. We have uh, the Blackpool. Almost at the Blackpool Comedy Club. <laughs> uh, the Black Bull Combat Club. It's a 10-man tag, everybody. It is. And Umino, which is uh, 
and Takashita. Oh, and Takashita. Yeah, you're right. Against the Elite, um, Hangman Page, the Young Bucks, and then Eddie Kingston uh, became a partner. He was revealed on Dynamite, and then Eddie that Kingston feels said, a little. Did they explain it properly? I, I must have missed that part of Dynamite. Did they explain it properly, or just he's tacked on? Oh, so what happened was their little friend Brandon Cutler was filming them in the back, and they were cutting a promo saying, "We found a partner. We found a partner, you guys. We found a fourth. And then Eddie Kingston popped into the scene. He's like, hey, I don't like you guys. You guys don't like me, but I don't like Claudio even more. So I'll be your partner. Can you trust me? I don't know. Can I trust you? I don't know. But I'll be your partner on one condition. I pick the fifth. Can I trust him? I don't know. We'll see. And if we can be sure. He's, he's, he's like, I'm going to pick that fifth, but I can't even trust him. Yeah, that's what he said. And uh, and uh, he picked Ishii. Yeah. Who's a big heavy They have a history. Too. Yeah, they do. They do. I think this is leaning towards uh, Claudio and uh, Eddie Kingston fighting at Wembley. And then, yeah, oh, that'd be cool. And then when it came time uh, for the confrontation, Mox was on the mic and Eddie Kingston came in the ring and Mox was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Why are you going against me? And Kingston's like, you're going against me the minute you became friends with that guy. (laughs) That was cute. That was cute. Yep. It'll be fun. It'll be a good match. It'll be heavy. Good match. It'll be hard you know, and, and it's a way for it's a way for everybody not to beat the fuck out of each other. Like they can just like, you know, keep it spread out a bit, you know? It's funny too because the two best wrestlers uh of, of the respective groups are both in other matches. Other matches, yeah. <laughs> so this will be an interesting tag. I, I think that's why it's good that it's a tag, you know. No, but I think Claudio's gonna have some fun with them because Claudio really hasn't faced a lot of these um guys so i think this is gonna be fresh in that way you know yeah yeah it will um, be a fresh match it'll be good it'll be a lot of chaos um it'll be a lot of a good car wreck people you see you, and heavy you think gonna win i say the bull the the combat club because i feel like eddie kingston and the bucks can explode at any moment i can see it being uh yeah i can see that being a combustible engine that leads to them uh losing i could also see yeah that Blackpool Combat Club wins, and then you get the third match at all in between some of them. So, this is a way to keep the story going if the heels win, you know. And I'm a lot sick, of times, I'm when sick of uh, Wheeler Yuta being the, the fall guy, though, who do you think gets pinned? I, I don't know. From the I elite. Hope, uh, yeah, uh, you know what? If anything, would be it would be neat to see Eddie Kingston pin Claudio. Oh, yeah. Because then that would be an excuse to get a Ring of Honor title match in a big situation. Mm-hmm. I could also see, I could also see Moxley pinning one of the Bucks, maybe something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I don't think the New Japan. I don't think Ishii's going to get pinned. No, I don't think so. Um, I think yeah, I'm well, I don't towards... think Eddie Kingston. I think the the Combat Club team is going to win. But I think like yeah. Eddie Kingston might take the pin or something like that. Yeah, I feel like if they're building towards him and Claudio at all in there, he's not going to take a pin. He's going to look strong. It's, I mean, it it depends on how it plays out. Yeah, the story of the match is going to be interesting. That's the key. Mm-hmm. Exactly. A lot of combustible parts. Exactly. But yeah, I think we're both on the same page. Blackpool Comic Club. Uh, okay, so we have the we have another uh, we have another 
tag. This is the six-man tag between Lay Suzuki Gods. You have Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Minoru Suzuki versus Sting, Darby Allen, and a mystery partner. And we'll find out on Collision. Uh, gotcha. Um, yeah, it's probably going to be somebody from New Japan. Like Masato Tanaka or something? Or the great Muda? Oh, what if it was, what if it was Kenji Muda? I mean, so he comes out of retirement again. He just, he just retired? Yeah. Fresh from uh, the WWE Hall of Fame. Be somebody again. in New Japan. Yeah. Who in New Japan doesn't have a match? But it has <laughs> to be a good guy in New Japan. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be. You know, oh, you be, know what uh, would be insane as fuck if it was Kota Ibushi. Right. It has nothing to do with New Japan, so probably not. Mm. But then also, it's like, who has Minoru Suzuki got beef with? Right. Think about that, too. That'd be wild if it was Great Muda, you know? Yeah, because Sting and Muda have a lot of history. Yeah, but I felt like he already had his retirement, though. Yeah. Wish no, he hadn't reti- right. I wish he hadn't retired, God damn He retired it. in January. Well, he has retirement in January. And then he and then, the whole thing. And then, and then KG Mudo retired, too, singles. Uh, he should put his uh, he should go to AEW and put his WWE Hall of Fame, fame ring on the line. <laughs> that should be the brass ring match, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> against MJF. I, don't uh, know, I, I see, have no idea who their, their partner is gonna be. I don't know who they're gonna pick. I also could see dissension between Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. I mean, it feels like they're teasing that, you know what I mean? It does, it really does. So, I can see Suzuki gods losing, um, and that leads to dissension. You know what? I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it only one time. It's a lot easier to make Sammy Guevara a babyface when his wife is off TV. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, let's see. MJF against uh, Tanahashi. Did you see the Adam Cole promo uh, where he tricked MJF into agreeing to this match? Uh, I... Did not watch all of it. I need to walk, go back and watch so, all of it. It was so silly. I mean, it's so it's MJF playing heel. Uh, do you think... I mean, that would be a shocker, but I don't see it happen. I think MJF retains through... through There's no way Tanahashi's going to win the AEW title. No. This will be his second year in a row he competes for the title. Oh, it was Tanahashi against Mox last year? Yep. Wow. So it would suck if he loses twice. I could see maybe not a clean loss. I could easily see some shenanigans or something. Yeah, yeah. I maybe someone interferes and and unrelated to MJF, and that sets up who Tanahashi faces. You know. Yeah, that's a possibility. Or like the firm, maybe Big Bill comes out and helps him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Big Bill is Big Bill still a thing? <laughs> he's he's around. Is Big Bill still employed? <laughs> Big Bill, is he doing all right? Yeah, I know he did stand up. He has a he has a lengthy stand up career. For <laughs> what if it's Ryan Nemeth? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be funny. He hits him with the mic. <laughs> I'm the comedy guy. Ugh. I'm really excited for Jungle Boy Jack Perry getting a getting a shot at the IWGP heavyweight. Did you did you hear what Sonata had to say, or did you just read, read what Sonata said? No, what did Sonata? Say? He said. Uh, Jack Perry is going to fight me for the title. I don't know who that is. It's so sad. Uh, this title is more prestigious than that, or something like that. I don't know. But he's like, <laughs> it's so sad because I have no idea who he is. <laughs> to me, that is setting. When you say something like that, like, why am I fighting him? 
it leads to like, like not steal the show vibes, but definitely like, all right, let me tell you who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, hoping last I, year um, that they would swap out the IWGP and the AEW titles, but I yeah. feel like that's not as, um, as likely this year. That's definitely not happening this year. Uh, I mean, and Jack Perry's not going to win, but there's going to be a good showing for sure. Yeah, this is gonna be like his coming out party. This is going to be his coming out party. This is going to be a good match for him, possibly stealing the show. This is when he becomes a jungle not, man. <laughs> this is going to be his bar mitzvah. <laughs> his jungle <laughs> mitzvah. Uh, no, I mean, look, I, I don't want to say steal the show because, look, we still got two big things that could, you know... Um, but I do think this has a contender to whatever. It's going to do well, whatever. You know, some matches are, you know, Bully, Bubba Ray, Bully Ray says certain matches can steal the show. Certain matches can't. I think this one, no matter where you put this match, it can steal the show. Or it has the potential to be to be a good energy. Whether you put it in the beginning and it just kicks off the night, it'd be great. If you, if you need, like, something to build the energy back up after a cooldown match, I could throw this in there, too. Yeah. So wherever you put this, is going to be good. I agree. I agree. I can see it being further on the show because, you know, it's going to be a good match. And yeah, Jungle Boy is going to have a good showing, definitely. Uh, between the next two matches, uh, we, we have two matches left. There's Danielson versus Okada and Omega versus Osprey. I, I mean, feel like logically, the main event has to be Osprey and Omega just because there's a title on the line. There's a title on the line. The story with Don Callis. The story with Don Callis, but at the same time, like, Danielson Okada's, like, First time out. Yeah, that too. And it's Omega and Osprey's like fifth match. <laughs> right? Like I could see that. I could see if if anything steals a show, I could see this stealing the show, so it's like this should be last. Did you see that. did you see um uh Don Callis uh approach Will Ospreay in the back on Wednesday and he said, uh, hey, they really hate you in Canada. And then he's like, Yeah, I know, I'm worried about going there. And then Don Callis said, I have personal military grade security that I'm going to let you borrow for forbidden door. And then Will Ospreay said, well, what's the catch? And he said, there's no catch. Just hurt Omega. Yeah. I mean, there's a promo. I forget if it was a promo or an interview that Osprey did where it's like, you humiliated me in Japan. I'm going to humiliate you. And, you know, and then it Canada, wasn't like this yeah. other and it was something like, isn't this like if Osprey doesn't win, this is the last time he can fight for this title or something as long as I don't know. Omega. I didn't hear about that. Maybe there was some. It might have been an interview or something. Omega said where he's just like, if I beat Osprey, you know, I'll have to come back with this title for a while. Yeah. But yeah, you're right though. Do they want to end the show with Osprey just being champion again? Like, is that that's like, the thing? Sell, so that's why is that enough that's to why, be the ending of the show? To me, that's where you decide what closes. If Osprey beats Omega, then probably it's not going to close the show. But what if what if um, the main event is Brian Danielson versus Okada, and at the end of the show, the Blackpool Combat Club comes out and beats the shit out of Okada? Like, that's a good storytelling ending. That's a good storytelling thing. I could also see... I think, well, okay, so let's, let's, let's start with... Let's, let's, let's focus on Omega Osprey for a second. I could also see like is is Callus working everybody and he's gonna turn on Osprey too? I hope not. I he's such a better heel. I love him being heel and I like yeah. what he's doing with uh, Takeshka and I really hope he's not gonna turn back to Omega. 
Yeah, and I don't want... The only way is if Omega turns heel. The only way. Yeah. And that's not going to happen. Not right now. Well, maybe they're pulling... Because with Punk Fact, you can have Omega... You got to have Omega's heel and Punk Fact. Eventually, but not right now. Uh, Yeah, I I don't think he needs it right now. They just... Omega's going to lose... Just the way he's saying, like, oh, if I don't, if I beat Osprey, I'm done with New Japan. Like he's saying some shit like that. Did he? It makes it feel very final. Yeah, he said it in an interview, but it wasn't in a promo. It was like an interview, interview. Wow. Uh, but maybe he just wants a long run. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't think Callus will turn back on Omega. You know, uh, something's yeah, gonna happen. Part of me thinks that we're not. The something screwy is going to happen. The part of me thinks maybe this is not going to be the definitive one. You know. Yeah. I do feel like between Danielson and Okada, Danielson needs to win. I do. I think Danielson should beat Okada. Danielson has to beat Okada. He's 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 taken huge losses lately. And he hasn't had much else on TV. Really, he oh. hasn't had much, many matches lately. And also, he was not available for Forbidden Door last year. This is this is his coming out party at Forbidden Door, coming out yeah. party with New Japan. This is a guy who, why is he wrestled in Japan yet? What's going on? Like the, to me, he needs this win. It's gonna be such a good match. It's gonna be such a good show. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, part of me wants to just get fight just for the, you know, make it a little easier to watch. I don't know if you can watch it on Fight Plus unless you. I mean, if you have a VPN, I guess uh, you can watch it on your laptop. But I think Gosh. you have to be outside the U.S. Oh. Yeah. To get yeah, AEW you know, on fight. To get AEW. Gotcha. Yeah. The same way that WWE Network is available outside the U.S. Or what Correct. it is or whatever. But, yeah. I'm excited. Are you... Um... Who are you leaning towards? As we wrap up here, let's start to wrap up. Are you leaning towards uh, Omega retaining or losing? You know, because it sounds like we're on the same page about Danielson Okada. Pretty much, Danielson. Danielson has to be Okada. I would love to see Danielson be Okada. It's. I think Omega should lose the title back to Osprey. I think it's time. And do you think it should be clean or shenanigans? Well, since Osprey's a heel and Don Callis is what he's doing, what he's doing. I think that Don Callis should be involved in the end of the match. Right. Or Takeshita. And further create tension between Right, him because and then the next at the next pay-per-view, Kenny Omega versus Takeshita. Yeah. No titles in the line because there's no titles. No titles. And that's going to be a blood feud anyways because it's personal. They don't need yeah. a title. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think Osprey should walk or out as. Has to come out I, think, in here. Well, I think Will Osprey walks out as U.S. champion. Yeah, through shenanigans. Through shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, what's your take on closing? Closing the show. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like like we've said, I feel like Will Osprey winning is not a great ending for the show. Well, at the same time, last year in the U.S., they were they were in Chicago and. Uh, an AEW star one. Maybe this year they're trying to switch it. You know, it maybe, is, but it also is a, it maybe is uh, maybe Osprey wins 
and and takes his bow and and walks away and Kenny Omega gets his ass kicked or something like the catcher yeah. or you know maybe Don Callis enlists one or two more people who knows yeah. right maybe be in the show with Kenny Omega getting his butt kicked maybe the Bucks um, are are not available maybe they're in the hospital or you know because yeah. they've had their crazy match so maybe the Bucks aren't around and, and Kenny Omega just gets his ass whipped by a bunch of people at the end of the show. I don't know why I would have. I feel like getting booking somebody just getting their ass kicked at the end. <laughs> and I didn't want to see Omega or Okada just get beat down at the end of the show. The, you just want a beat down at the end of the show. This I just, just, yeah, I just right. want a big beat down at the end. <laughs> I think they'd be excited. What if like yeah, that's how they kind of or like or like somebody comes out to to brawl and then other people come out and it just ends with a big brawl, like yeah. different just people from like basically like. You know, kind of the way like Fully Loaded '99 ended, where you had some of the other people in the match come out, like Rock and Triple H came out at the end and refought each other. Like some of the previous match feuds, like keep going and they always kind of come out and fight each other. That'd be kind of cool. Like, what? When was the last time a pay per view just ended with two sides just brawling with each other? Yeah, that'd be crazy. Like a real SmackDown Raw invasion angle, but never in like a pay per view. Like that'd be cool if just things get out of hand and then like Tony has to, Tony and. Uh, what's the New Japan resident like? They have to come out and release a statement that all right, this is terrible. Like you know, everybody's everybody's getting stripped and you know, everybody has to do... in charge of New Japan. Is it no? It's yeah. not a Noki. There should be something like that where you guys did so much, we, we might take away all in from you. Yeah, and the way that of course that never actually happens. Everybody just, but it's like you ending with a brawl would be cool than just one person getting beat down. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be cool. And then they could even have like some kind of. Uh, carried over to all in, and like, then everybody yells match. "fight forever." And then they just unfurl the banner because you know if they're brawling, they're gonna yell "fight forever." Then you can unfurl the banner for the video game too. Oh, I can't wait for that. And game, you know that's the, the next video game. Oh, I'm so disappointed. You know, it's gonna, you know what the next video game is it's gonna be full the- price. It's sixty bucks. <laughs> and then if you want, like, there's like five what? more people. If you want, like, I read about it. If you want, like, FTR, there's like five more people. It's like FTR, Hook, Danhausen, and like somebody else. Then you have to pay like twenty more dollars. That's stupid. Yeah. I mean, I'll get it eventually when Steam has a sale. Right. That's what I usually do. I wait till Steam has like a really good game. And I don't have a computer that can play it right now. So you know, whenever it happens to be cheap, I'll buy it and then I'll play it when I can. Right. Want to fight forever? It looks like a good game, though. I'm super excited about no, it. No, I'm excited for it, too. I don't know if I'm going to get it. I haven't purchased a video game since 2003, so I mostly... What game was that? Here Comes the Pain? Uh, yeah, SmackDown uh, 2. Oh, Which was that? Nice. Know Your Role? Yeah, maybe. I think so. The yeah. one that had the backstage, like, you could fight in the locker room, blah, blah, blah. Like, on the, on, on PlayStation? Yes, on PlayStation 1. Dang, that's been a while. Uh, I mean, certainly I've played video games since I played No Mercy a few times. I've played, um, I mean, wrestling. I've played more non wrestling games, but yeah, I've played uh, 2K, the one with Austin, 2K16. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but no, this one does look good. I'm definitely intrigued by it. And yeah. Cody is in it still, yeah. correct? Yeah, Cody is in it. Gotta get this Bro. game. I mean, when, when, he's not gonna be in an AW game for a long time. So let's be uh, honest. This is the I'm game. Surprised. It'd be the only yeah. time he's ever in an AEW game. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I saw something online being disappointed that Roderick Strong wasn't going to be on it. I'm like, he's been in the company for a week. Shut up. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> anyway. But, um, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap this up. All right, so 
yeah, for all our listeners, you know, hey, have a good Forbidden Door weekend. Uh, Sunday, Sunday. It's it's about time more pay-per-views were on a Sunday again. You know what I mean? Too much. Yeah. Too well, much. I'll, I'll tell you this, Saturday. too, before we go. Uh, there's a GCW show tonight on Friday night. Chicago. There's a yeah. GCW show uh, tomorrow night, Saturday night, and I think in Huntsville, Alabama. And there's a GCW show on Sunday. Nice. Three days in a row. Three days, so so three days in a row of wrestling. Plus, you have Rampage, Collision, and the actual Forbidden Door pay per view. Like, I mean, yeah. And there's a hood. Are you not gonna, are you, Sam? Are you just not leaving the house? <laughs> I never do. I never leave the house anymore. In fact, yesterday, my wife and her best friend went to. Uh, they went to go to this park to go walk hiking in Oakland. Yeah, yeah. She was like, "Oh, you know, do you want to go or whatever?" And I was like, "I don't want to leave the house unless I'm going to a microphone." <laughs> like if I'm not going to do a comedy, then put me in front of wrestling. And when it comes to food, you just kind of cook at home. Exactly. Yeah. You don't really go out to eat at a restaurant. No, I mean not really. We if we do, we usually get takeout. Gotcha. Yeah, we don't like to be around people. And the you pandemic, work The pandemic is a good excuse to stop being around people. Gotcha. He got a little too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got, too comfortable, right uh, I got too comfortable social distancing. I still right? feel like I am. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, the pandemic's still going on in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's, do you want to plug your social media? Yeah, uh, at Pratheek Comedy, P-R-A-T-E-K Comedy on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok. Uh, I do have some shows this uh, summer. Some of the international stuff uh, may be getting rescheduled. We'll see. But you can find out all my shows. Uh, on Instagram, also on the link tree. Check out this podcast. Check out Neurotic by Nature uh, and support Sam, uh, Funky Sam Medina. Support Xavier, uh, Lord Xavier, and support the show, guys. Take care. Hell yeah. You can find me at Funky Sam Medina across all platforms. Um, I, I have a wrestling Twitter that I'm kind of pretty active on. It's at PWN Podcast. Check that out. It's super fun. I'm always like tweeting shit. I'm always tweeting Effie for some reason. I always tweet Effie. Uh, in uh-huh. fact, a couple of days ago, uh, Ali Catch made a tweet and she said, um, my entire life, people have been messing up my last name. And I replied to it and said, how hard is it to spell catch? And then uh, only one person in the whole world liked it and it was Effie. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. Uh, but yeah, follow me on Twitter and all those fun places and follow the show. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Happy Forbidden Door. Happy Forbidden Door. Take care, guys.